welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Barriott. Um, so, Dom, we said it was a defining week of the season. Sorry, I said it was a defining week of the season ahead. You just said it was a very important week of the season ahead, something like... Sounds about right. Something like that. Um, so what did we learn? Uh, we learned that the Plymouth match was called off. Well, yeah. Uh, so we, we had a blank weekend. Uh, and that Plymouth match has now been rearranged for Tuesday night, so can't wait for that. And um, yeah, probably worked out as a bit of a blessing in disguise, I think, really, in that um, you know, I think um, if Wednesday hadn't got a result at Plymouth after Barnsley, and that would have been a tough match on paper, then I'm sure the knives would have been out for Darren Moore from the, the Moore out brigade. Whereas actually what then... How it panned out was that uh, you know Wednesday got a good win at Morecambe, although they were made to work for it, and they, uh, and another clean sheet, and yeah, they peppered the goal, didn't they, at Morecambe, and they should have scored more than three goals. But when you think that they lost at Morecambe last season, yep. then you know I sort of came away from that one thinking, well, there is some progression there. You know, again, there's eleven new players that have come in. But at least Wednesday, they found a way to uh, break down that low block. Um, you know, we talk a lot about, don't we? And, um, and and they got the job done. So it was a professional, workman-like away performance. Yep. Um, and as you said, should have been should have been more. I didn't. I, I've not seen much of the of the game, but it sounds like it was a fairly complete performance there wasn't really anything that sort of let it let it down it was one of those where everything just clicks it well i mean darren moore said that for him he wanted to wanted to get as many attacking players on the pitch and that's what he did and um we, we've just started to see signs of darren moore wanting to move away from 352 it would seem and so Morecambe, I I honestly to this day I have no idea the setup that Wednesday were going with. It was a very strange formation of um, a, a back four in possession. Then they went to a three man defence. Alex Mighton was playing as a an orthodox winger. Josh Windass seemed to be playing pretty much wherever he wanted and it was very lopsided right. I think is the way I would I would describe it and yeah you know, Wednesday got the result didn't they and I, I don't think they were always sparkling but hey they, they scored from two corners and how often have we bemoaned on this podcast about their delivery from set plays and you know, why don't Wednesday score more goals from dead ball situations um, well, we've actually seen two at Morecambe, then one against Ipswich, the quickly taken free kick. So, yeah, perhaps the signs that you've been working, you know, what they've been working on in the training ground, that's started to come to fruition with the set pieces. So uh, that bodes well for the future too. This this is going to roll us into the Ipswich game then. And, and, and this is a, a game that you could look at in so many different ways because for the second consecutive home match, Wednesday found themselves two down. Um, after, you know, obviously having great home form for such a long time, um, you know, suddenly two games, two games in a row, Wednesday 2-0 down at, at, at home. 
So there's that side of it. But then there's also the comeback and pulling, you know, a point. You know, various people at 2-0 said, that's it, game over. And yet it wasn't. Wednesday did come back, did grab a point. It's one of those that a point that feels a bit like a win. But actually, when you look at it, I mean, it is a, it is a draw, which maybe isn't a terrible result at home to Ipswich, but, but just so much to kind of pick apart from that performance some people saying actually you know good performance some people saying you know uh, uh, some some absolute calamities in there and and if you keep doing that you you're not you're not going to get anywhere but then the character to come back um and get those two late goals is obviously also a good thing like I, I, what do you what do you make of that it just seems like there's just so much going on in that in that game that that it's difficult to kind of figure out what the real headline from it is you were very balanced in your assessment there. Uh, I'm going to play bad cop now. And so I'm going to say that um, I, I felt really Wednesday were a little fortunate to come away with the draw. I, I mean, everyone will clearly point to the officials, the referee, were diabolical, and they were. But then I still look at you know, Wednesday, they've conceded two dreadful goals. And... You're Dominic Iorfa. If you look at the goals that Wednesday have conceded this season, I would say that I think, what was it, nine that I think they've shipped in. Dominic Iorfa has been involved in probably six of those. Um, and I don't like singling players out, but the fact is that Dominic Iorfa this season has gone from one extreme to the other, where he's had a few matches where he's looked back to his old self. And then at, at the weekend, and on Tuesday night in the Pizza Cup, he has been desperately poor. There's no other way of saying it. And, um, you know, he lost his man for the Ipswich goal. And I, I think the slow starts are an issue, definitely. And that's now three home matches in a row that Wednesday have gone 2-0 down. And yes, you know, Darren Moore has instilled this mentality of there's more spirit in this group and they do come back from two goals down. certainly a lot more than they did in the past when they would just go under when Gary Monk was in charge and other managers around that period. So, yes, character, great. But at the same time, start properly. Don't give yourselves a mountain to climb, is what I would say. And the the defensive lapses in concentration, for all that Wednesday kept five clean sheets and nine matches, James, you you still look at the four matches where they have conceded, and they've been some sloppy goals where they just haven't, you know, for the second goal, not enough pressure was put on the ball to stop the cross coming into the box. And then Dominic Iorfa's body position is all wrong and he's put the ball into his own net. And the other reason why I'm being negative about Ipswich is that, okay, great result. But when they didn't actually have a shot on target until they scored in the 75th minute through George Byers. And those are the home team. So I, I think there were issues at both ends at the weekend. So it, creativity and then the defensive errors that are, are a little bit of a concern for me. And, and so all in all, a great point for Wednesday. And when you think that Plymouth and Portsmouth played each other, the other teams at the top of the table, they drew, then no ground was lost. It's as you were. But as the home team, I think Wednesday would be disappointed that they didn't offer more and that Ipswich, they actually had more shots on target. And I, I was fairly impressed with Ipswich uh, and, and they'd be kicking themselves that they should have won that. You know, you go 2-0 up away from home, 
they should have come away with the three points. You, you do make a good point about, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't think league tables this time of year uh, are, are all that significant, but they're there. And, and there was a point, wasn't there, during that game where Ipswich were going to be like, you know, so far ahead of Wednesday that you almost think this, this is going to be a difficult job for Wednesday to make up this ground. Like Ipswich just looked to be running away with it. Um, obviously such a different, I don't want to call it a six pointer because it's, it's, it's flipping September, but actually the fact that that game finishes a draw suddenly like the makeup of the top end of the, of, of league one looks looks very very different and it, and it doesn't feel like you're starting to lose ground and, and and sink away a lot of fans have been saying oh it's obviously going to be another playoff season which is is, is silly talk really when we're in September and we'll, we'll we'll talk we'll go back to that question of what we've learned about Wednesday and how the season's looking in a in a bit you you mentioned Dominic Iofa there and I did want to talk about Dominic Iofa a little bit um more because I can't I can't really figure out what's what's going on. He's obviously had injury problems. Is there is there a knock on from from that that means he's just struggling to refine his form? I, I you know we've we've seen the best of Dominic Iofa, haven't we? In the whatever four years or so that he's been at, at Wednesday now, we've seen the Dominic Iofa who on his day is an absolute rock. He really is. The Dominic Iofa that we're seeing now is 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 almost a completely different footballer, isn't it? This is a shadow of the Dominic Iofa that that we know is um, it, 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 what he's capable of. I, I just can't figure out what's what's happened, what's what's kind of gone gone wrong. And you know, we've talked before, haven't we, about sometimes you do have players that have injury problems. They come back and they're never quite the same player for whatever reason. They're never quite the same player. Is is this? Do you think this is just a difficult patch for Dominic Iofa, or are the concerns there about whether or not he's really going to be able to cut it now? I, I hope it's a difficult patch that he's going through and that it come out the other side, but. Confidence is definitely a big thing, as we know, in football. And, um, you know, he, with his decision-making right now, um, is not filling you with confidence. That's it. It's the it's positional sense. And uh, he, he doesn't always look the most comfortable when bringing the ball out of defence. And that's a concern if you're Darren Moore and you're wanting to play out from the back. And we're still seeing signs of Wednesday. They're struggling to do that effectively. And when you're thinking David Stockdale's in goal, Dominic Iol for Michael Hequa, I'm not so sure Wednesday are good enough to play out from the back and finish in the top two in League One this season. And so I would maybe question the tactics. And for Dominic Iolfa, I'm not sure that it's great for him that one match he's playing in a back three on the right-hand side and then he's playing in a back four. And people can say what they want about formations, but that is different. And your roles and responsibilities may change a little bit um, in that. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I just hope that he can come through this. You know, we, we know how good a footballer he is, Dominic Iorfa, and we, we won't see him back to the best, but, you know, he's... So many injury problems. It's been a, d- a difficult couple of years for him, let's face it. He, he needs to stay injury clear and he needs a run of matches and then with a bit of luck. And I think that's why Darren Moore played him uh, on Tuesday night against Burton, that he'd have, he'd have come away from Ipswich knowing he'd had a bad day in the office. And so he's trying to play him into form 
and it didn't work. No. And 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 now the problem is: do you stick with Iorfa again for you know, for really important home fixture against Wickham when Wednesday they they are short a little bit at the back with, with no Mark McGuinness, which is a huge blow, right for him to be out for another few weeks with injury, no Akin for Maywo. So they've got problems at the back. I mean, that is the one area of this team that you still look at and think, come January, you'd maybe be tempted to bring in another centre-half if Wednesday are going to continue with a back three. As at the moment, they they look light there. And it is the only like, department of the team for me that I think maybe they, they don't actually have quite enough cover. You kind of feel like it's it's fair play, isn't it? Him him playing him on 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 Tuesday night, uh, and as you say, trying to kind of play someone into form, but it didn't work. Uh, yeah, quite spectacularly, didn't work. In an ideal world, I think now what you'd probably do is take Dominic Iofa out of the firing line for a little bit, um, because particularly but they just don't have the option. Well, that's that's, that's, the, problem. that's the issue, that's, isn't I mean, it? Ben because... Hennigan's back. But but again, Hennigan only played forty five minutes the other night, and so if they're going with a back three, it's what Hennigan, Hequa, Iorfa, Liam Palmer, and then Reese James. And I don't like Reese James really playing in a back three. I don't think that's his best position and where you can get the best out of him. So that 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 for me is where you know you're looking at the personnel and there's it's the lack of numbers, and so you're almost forced to play. I offer, but not based on how well he's performing at the moment. It, it's really tricky, isn't it? Because the, you know, as I was saying there, you, you want to take him out of the firing line because particularly at home, you kind of think it only takes him to do one thing and the crowd are going to be really on his back. And that kind of sets a bit of a turn then, doesn't it? And and makes it, you know, it, it changes the kind of, the, the complex of that game in a bit when the crowd are, are kind of having a bit of a, a whingy day. Um, so, but as you say, you know, circumstances are what they are. And, and this is, this is Sheffield Wednesday. We, we probably knew this was likely to, to come along anyway, because injury problems are just, if we do anything good, it's that. Um, so, <laughs> you know, yeah, don't know. Um, so can we just talk about a huge positive from the last few matches? Can we talk about Michael Smith? Yeah, sure. It just, Michael Smith is now really finding his feet, and yeah. he's got three goals. And um, yeah, yeah, I mean that goal. It's, by the way, that was massively offside. It definitely was offside. It's, it's not. It's not even got, like. Yeah, it's quite clear even from the normal camera angle, isn't it? That it was uh, that it was offside. Yeah, it was, and um, he swings and roundabouts. As then I thought, right at the end, Alex Myson should have had a penalty, yeah. uh, and if that was a foul, and anywhere else on the pitch you know, that would have been given as a foul. So um, just typical, really, unfortunately, of the officiating that the ref just completely lost control, did uh, Peter Wright, um, the irony being he was more often wrong. Um, but yeah, Smith, great. Honestly, I think we're starting to see, you know, why Wednesday brought Michael Smith to the club. And um, at the moment, you can't leave him out. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's Lee Gregory, who I, I think is his third choice. Um, you know, you, you've got to continue playing, you know, Windass, who is such a creative source and you look at his numbers this season, output of goals and assists. Um, if you, if you go with the front two, then right now you can't look past Smith and Windass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've not really 
touched on the Burton game, and I'm, I'm not overly bothered about doing so. Um, but um, goals is not a problem at the moment, is it? So three at Morecambe, two at home to Ipswich, two at home to Burton. The the, the problem is at the other end of the of the pitch. When you score two at, at home, you you really should be winning that game. You certainly shouldn't be losing that um, that that game. And you know we've both talked about. Um, We've we've talked about our feelings about the Pizza Cup uh, and and you know I, 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 whether or not you think well, it matters wish, or, or they, not. You, you've yeah. got your wish because they're going out. I don't I don't I don't, I don't, I don't think it matters. The the problem is when you play a what what should be a relatively strong team and they kind of go out with a little bit of a whimper. Maybe that's unfair because you know there was again there was a bit of a comeback, um, but you know that that's the kind of game that Wednesday should really be winning, isn't it? Let's be fair, and it wasn't a a, a, like a horrendously weakened team or anything like that. There's going to be alarm bells that come from 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 that, and and, and you know I I kind of talked about defining week of the season. What does it mean this week that's coming up? Obviously, the Plymouth game didn't happen, so maybe it's unfair to kind of say you know what we've we've learned this that and the other. But you know, are we talking here about a team that looks like it's ready to be challenged? You know, there's only two teams that go up automatically. Are, are we talking here about a team that's ready to be challenging right up there in that top two as we look at it now? Um. Because I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure I've seen that from 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 enough of the of those three games that we've that we've seen played. I, I don't like being too negative, especially when Sheffield Wednesday are fourth from the table right now and only four points off top after nine matches. Um, but what worries me is that we've now seen Morecambe and Ipswich. You know, focusing on the last two league matches, is that. Darren Moore seems to be wanting to go away from 3-5-2 or trying to play this fluid formation. And I find it baffling, James. I don't really understand why Wednesday are going down this road when they finished fourth in League One last season, pretty much playing 3-5-2. And I I appreciate that Darren Moore's preferred formation is 4-2-3-1. And he maybe now feels that with the introduction of Alex Mighton and Malik Wilkes. He's got the personnel and the players to play that way. Um, but at the moment, Wednesday haven't got the balance right at all between attack and defence. And as you say, the last three matches, they are too open and are conceding some really soft goals. And unless that quickly changes, then Wednesday will not achieve what they want to achieve this season. And And... Yeah, they're going into a period now where, with them going out of the Pizza Cup, so there's going to be less matches, and that's so there is there is that, um, and they've now got a few weeks where they're only playing one, you know, Saturday to Saturday, uh, and you know they've got the Plymouth match, but really over the next month they've got loads of preparation time, and so they have opportunity now to rack up some serious points, um. I just want to see a little bit more consistency in the the setup. I think. I think that's what they need. You know, there's there's no need to overcomplicate things, and that's the that's where I fear we're going at the moment. That Wednesday are maybe trying to be too smart in right. We're playing Wickham this weekend. We know they're going to be big and physical. So right, we're going to go with. Giants at the back, and we're going to go match them. I, I want to see less of that. I just want to see Sheffield Wednesday imposing their game on the opposition and teams fearing them. And I feel right now, 
maybe from the last couple of weeks, that there's a, a step back has been taken from that. And that you know, for all the attacking talent, whence they've got, it seems as if they're setting up really to counteract the opposition yeah. a little bit too much for my liking. This is this has long been a bit of a moan, hasn't it, about um, uh, for, for probably the last eighteen months, two years, about it feeling like it is a it, it's paying too much respect to yeah. the opposition. But then I think the other thing also is 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 at, at times it feels like too much tinkering. You know, it, it's just a little bit too much, uh, uh, and and this sort of idea of look, we've got a fairly big squad now, and and you know, we 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 know we maybe don't know everything about all of those players because some of them are still relatively new, but enough that you know we should be able to kind of pretty much have a starting eleven that gets a decent run. You know, injuries being injuries, let's park that if something comes along and changes that. But really, to be able to to kind of play a team and allow them to kind of gel a bit and and find their feet and 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 you know uh, ultimately do the business now you know I, we talked about you know I talked about a defining week of the season we're now going into a period where really it's almost like right the season sort of starts at this point doesn't it it's now about what happens from this point onwards you know great position to be in fourth in the table still very very early days um, and you know, not not so much in terms of, of 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 thick and fast in terms of the games coming, and as you say, a little bit of time actually between games to to be able to recuperate and all that kind of stuff. So actually, you know, sticking with the the basis of the same starting eleven for a few games is is entirely possible. You don't need to rotate as much for the games that are coming up. I mean, we, I, you know, let's let's look at what we've got. We've got Wickham at home on um, Saturday, uh, Plymouth away. Port Vale away. None of those are particularly nice games. Wickham have had a pretty indifferent start to the to the season. Um, uh, Plymouth obviously is, is going to be a test. There's no doubt about that. Port Vale have, have have won three, drawn three, lost three. About as bang average as a team can can be. So you know the, the, the three very different games, but we know we'll end up with probably three very different starting 11s, won't we, for those games, possibly starting different formations. And if, you know, if we're sat here in a couple of weeks talking about maybe a win, a draw and a defeat, you kind of go, well, it's not bad, but that you're not going to win the league, are you? You're not going to go up. You're not going to win automatic promotion by taking four points from three games. No, they're not. And um, you know, they need a good points haul. Uh, from the run of matches that are coming up, definitely, and and Wickham, they're not the force that they you know were last season, and uh, you know where they've taken one of their best players in David Stockdale. The, um, there is a lot of talk as well worth mentioning about Gareth Ainsworth's been linked with jobs here, there, and everywhere at the moment, isn't he? Whether or not maybe Rotherham are going to be interested in um, him if Paul War moves on, so that's going to be a un- bit unsettling because he's been at that club pretty much forever, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, and he's done a tremendous job. They're not pretty on the eye. Uh, I think it's going to be a horrible match of football. You know, I mean, for Wednesday's sake, I'm praying that they get an early goal, and then that will force Wickham to completely change their tactics. But you know, Wickham went to Derby last weekend, and they parked the bus. And I expect them to do exactly the same. They're not bothered about only having thirty percent of possession. You know, Wednesday are going to dominate the ball at the weekend. Uh, and then Wickham, they have still got some quality there. You know, you look at big Sam Vokes up front, he's a handful on his day. Mametti's um, been in great form for them. So they've got still some good individuals. A certain Lewis Wing will be returning to Hillsborough for the first time as well, I think, since uh, that infamous loan spell last season. So, 
Yeah, you know, Wednesday, they've got to get back to winning ways at Hillsborough. Uh, you know, when you think that that place has been such a fortress for them uh, over the last 11 months, well, they've now gone three matches without a win um, at Essex. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's not been a great week so far. And, and yeah, I don't want to read too much into the Burton match, James, but I was really disappointed with the level of performance from a lot of the individuals that were involved, when you think that they were given an opportunity to impress, show what they could do, stake a claim. And really, other than Mowat Wilkes, you know, Ben Hennigan got a good 45 minutes under his belt. They were the only positives that I could take from that one. You know, I, I might and did okay in patches, but, you know, there, there weren't many players who came out of Burton with a lot of credit in the bank and have gone to Darren Moore, you have to pick me yeah. now on Saturday. Uh, and, and that was a strong team, as you mentioned. You know, <laughs> there were no youngsters involved. I was really surprised by that. Admittedly, the under-21s had played earlier that day at Coventry. But uh, yeah, Darren Moore wanted to get a win on Saturday and he picked a team that he felt was going to get the win, sorry, on Tuesday night, and and they didn't, and they really underperformed a lot of the players and conceded, you know, the three goals too, and and lost and are going to be out of the Pizza Cup. So, yeah, th- we need to see a response. It's as simple as that. There has to be a response starting um, against you know Wickham on Saturday, and and you've got to look at. I mean, Paul Vale, that's the sort of match they have to be winning. Yeah. They have to be winning. You know, when you when you when you were saying. They are middle of the road, mid-table. Those are the teams Wednesday have to be swatting away. They didn't do it last year. So far this season, the record's been fairly good against the teams that you'd expect to be in the lower reaches of the table. So that's encouraging that maybe there are signs Wednesday are improving in that department. Yeah. Um, Dom, we're going to have to talk about um, the... The behaviour of a minority of of, of fans. I'm, I'm nervous about getting onto this subject f- for a few reasons. Partly because, to be honest, the whole concept of singing the blues was that we just wanted to talk about football. We didn't want to end up you know, talking about endless kind of off-the-pitch stuff. I also don't want to end up ranting too much um, because I don't really want to land myself a lifetime ban from Hillsborough, even though that I think the way that the club has handled this whole thing has been utterly, utterly woeful. Um, but, right, let's talk about um, particularly what happened on Saturday. So we know that you know, there, there were things thrown on the pitch, um, and a lot of people are linking this to the performance of the referee. And, and I've seen quite a lot of people um, tweeting stuff like, I don't contone throwing things on the pitch, but dot 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 and it's kind of like you can if if you if you if you say that and and then insert but you are absolutely condoning people throwing things on the pitch it, it is not condonable it is completely unacceptable but this has been a little bit of a theme hasn't it we we've we've seen there's been an issue with um with with a, mon- a minority of of fans at, at games at, at Hillsborough it's not the first time we've seen things thrown on the pitch um and um you I've 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 not followed Wednesday away for quite a long time for reasons that are not dissimilar to what we're talking about now um but but you know, you've kind of mentioned to me a few times that kind of you know behavior at away games fans coming on the pitch stuff like that there has long been an issue here hasn't there with 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 the way that the the a, a section of wednesday fans are behaving at games i would say that 
the behaviour of a minority of Wednesday fans um, has not been great since we came out of COVID, to be honest with you, James. Yeah. Uh, and away from home, I'd say that uh, you know it's been very prevalent. I remember crew away last year, pitch invasions. You know, the, again, you're talking about the safety of players, stewards, everybody involved. You know, that wasn't great. You had even this season, MK Dons, flair coming onto the pitch. That's not been the first time that that's happened either. Um, and the way things are going, it, it's a matter of time before somebody gets seriously injured. And there is no condoning what we should stress again is a section, a minority of Wednesday fans who are spoiling it for the rest. And the FA are investigating what went on at the weekend. And, you know, I told you, you know, earlier, you know, before we started, you know, that the items that were thrown on the pitch the other day, you know, what did they include? Uh, they were a vaping device, a lighter, plastic bottle, you know, and and one of them was chucked at, you know, the Ipswich goalkeeper as well, um, Christian Walton. So, you know, I think that was after the second goal had gone in and the referee w- was terrible. You know, one of the worst referees I can remember in years that's come to Hillsborough, but it, it does not excuse what went on um, on Saturday uh, and it has to stop. And the club released the statement of where they've roundly condemned it on Sunday around lunchtime. You know, there's part of me that I would have maybe quite liked the club to have put that statement out on Saturday night. What I would say is that, you know, in terms of the speed of the statement, the club do have to you know, speak to the relevant authorities, people, get all the facts. You know, they can't just put the statement out before, you know, they know and have all the information available. Um, but yeah, we, we can't keep talking about this. Uh, it, it really does have to stop. And um, I don't know what it's going to take. You know, at the moment, I fear that, you know, if the FA, they're investigating this, if Wednesday are charged, and you'd imagine they're going to get charged, there were three instances at least of yeah. antisocial behaviour at the weekend. Um, then you know, the, the san- they're going to get sanctions. So you're looking at potentially what a fine. And, and if it carries on, I don't know, maybe in the future, you could be looking at behind closed doors at Hillsborough. Yeah. I mean, and how terrible that would be. And, and you remember the weekend as well, the, the referee went to speak to Darren Moore, Ipswich boss Kieran McKenna, on the touchline, and that match was within a whisker of being abandoned. And that would have been ridiculously bad, negative publicity coming at the door of the football club. But imagine if that match had been called off. Right, I, you know, I can't we, remember we the last time that happened in this. professional football. When, but, but, it's, but we just like, can't downplay of, this, can we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's shocking. And, you know, as we keep saying that it is, at the moment, unfortunately, a minority that is spoiling it for the rest. Um, and there will be repercussions if this continues and carries on. And, Wednesday, and, and, and the section of the Wednesday fans that are misbehaving right now, if this carries on, then... You know, it, it's going to have potentially it'll affect things like the away attendances, as I've spoken before. That you know, Wednesday we'll, we'll get less numbers away from home, and we know Wednesday sell out away from home. 
what a crying shame that would be. You know, uh, you know, we don't want to see any of this happen, but we are on a slippery slope yeah. right now. Very well said, Dom, and I think you, you you said things much more elegantly than than I would be able to in my um, slightly kind of frantic ranting um, state, which I'm, I'm I'm trying to avoid. The only thing did you mean? Sorry, did you mean elegantly? Or did you mean eloquently? <laughs> um, I, I am quite elegant as well. I, I, I think a bit of both. You're not wearing red today, which is a good thing. Um, oh, very good. <laughs> what, very good. What I the, the only thing that I'd add is that. You know, I—I I mean, th- th- this has been coming for a while. This is not like it was a surprise that there were problems at the Ipswich game because this has been building game after game after game after game. You said you'd like to see the statement from the club on Saturday night. I'd like to have seen it two months ago. I'd like to have seen it ages ago when when it was obvious that there were problems. You know, as you rightly say, this has been an ongoing thing since fans were back at football matches since COVID. There's been a lot of opportunity for Sheffield Wednesday as a club to get a bit of a grip of this and 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 and, and sort it out. And and they brush it under the carpet and just ignored it and, and hoped it would go away. And it's built to the you know, to the kind of crescendo of, of, of Saturday, which hopefully is the low point. Hopefully that's as bad as it gets now because there's a lot of people being talking about it. It's not People are not sticking their fingers in their ears anymore and just ignoring this, which is what it's felt like has been going on for a while. Um, but, you know, who knows? Is, is, is it the low point? Is it as bad as it's going to get? Uh, uh, is there still more to come before this does hit uh, a low point? Um, so, yeah, that that's the only thing that I wanted to add is that I, I think, I personally think the club could have done a lot more to have got a grip on this and have actually just kind of ignored something that's been pretty obviously a problem for a while that's that's, this is not me going out there to defend uh, the the club but what I would say for balance is there have been a a couple of times where they have put statements out reminding fans of if you behave like this you you will face life bans uh, and the repercussions on the club there have been some statements you know crew was a prime example but there's been at least another one this year uh, and and yeah, you know, I mean, w- what can you say though? You know, you know, I heard the story on Radio Sheffield um, from a dad who said that you know one of the items um, that was chucked onto the pitch, I think that you know nearly hit his son or did hit his son. Yeah, I mean, this is nuts. You know, like the times that we live in, people should be going to football grounds, and you know they shouldn't be fearing for their safety. They shouldn't be. You know, they should be going there to enjoy a game of football. And yeah. um, I, I, honestly, it doesn't matter how bad the referee's performance is. You know, you, you, I, I just I don't know why some people feel compelled or feel it's their right to then behave in that manner. Yeah, but as, as I keep saying, it, it's a minority. Um, but it has to stop. It really does have to stop. Well said, well said. Uh, right, that's going to wrap us up then for um, this week's Sing of the Blues. A uh, big thank you to our goal partner at Taito Law, who are, uh, of course, sponsors of Sing of the Blues and specialists in wills, trusts and probate. Uh, get all the information at titolaw.co.uk, T-Y-T-O-L-A-W.co.uk. On Twitter, Dom is at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott. The show is at Dom and James. Uh, you can find all our links and bits and bobs um, on our website, or in the show notes for this episode. Thank you for listening. Up the owls and see you next time. (laughs) 